She Did It Her Way podcast, episode 278, from $40,000 in student loan debt to earning over $100,000 a month with Michelle Schroeder Gardner. Hello and welcome to She Did It Her Way, a podcast dedicated to helping you launch a business that allows you the freedom to create from anywhere, design your own schedule in a way that supports you, and pursue what it is that lights you up. I'm Amanda Boleyn, your host, and it is time to do it your way. Welcome back to the show, you guys. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in to the podcast. You guys are in for a special treat today. Michelle Schroeder Gardner is the founder of Making Sense of Sense, a personal finance website that helps readers learn how to save more money earn money, and live more. She currently earns over $100,000 a month from her blogging business and shows no sign of slowing down. She currently travels full-time with her husband and two dogs in a sailboat. How awesome is that? And she used to have $40,000 in student loan debt and was struggling living paycheck to paycheck. And she paid that all, all the debt off by the age of 24. And we dive into her journey and how she started. So running a personal finance website, as well as an affiliate marketing course for bloggers on her blog, making sense of sense. She talks about different ways to make extra money, the best ways to save and achieve your dream life, travel, and more. So in this episode, I talk with Michelle about how she took the lead, the lead up to it, learn about blogging, hear Michelle's strategies over the years, and find out how to dedicate more time to something you really, really love to do. Yay, Michelle. I'm so excited that you are on the She Did It Her Way podcast. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you as a guest. Let's dive right into it. Tell my listeners exactly what it is that Michelle does. Yeah. So my name is Michelle. I run the blog Making Sense of Sense. It's a personal finance slash lifestyle slash whatever I want it to be type of blog. I love Um, that. I pretty much just talk about, (laughs) yeah, I pretty much just talk about whatever I want to talk about on Making Sense of Sense. So sometimes it's travel, sometimes it's money, sometimes it's more like self-help. And I started it all back in August of 2011. Back then, it was all just a hobby. I didn't know that blogs could make money or anything like that. I definitely never thought I would become a full-time blogger. I didn't even know what a blog was. Um, And then fast forward about two years after that, I actually left my day job to blog full-time. I quit my job as a financial analyst. And here I am about five years later. I've been blogging full-time this whole time, and it's been really great. Start with the part on when you made the decision to make the leap. Yeah, so I made the decision to make the leap. um, I want to say... It was probably sometime in 2012 or 2000, early 2013. Um, it was right after I paid off my student loans in full and I realized I didn't have like this huge monthly payment each month uh, mm-hmm. that was going towards my student loans. Um, I guess rewind that back just a little bit. I paid off $40,000 in student loans within just seven months. Um, and that it was like super stressful to have that amount hanging over my head. So I made this like gigantic goal of bank, paying it off as quickly as I could. So after that was completely paid off, I didn't really feel as um, like stressed out with that month to month payment that was causing me to live pretty much paycheck to paycheck. Um, so with that payment gone, I was able to focus more on my business, uh, this, all the side hustling that I was doing, and that let me be more free to leave my day job, which I didn't really like as a financial analyst, to do what I loved, which was being a full-time blogger. Mm. How did, now, I mean, now that you've been running your blog for a bit of time, how has your strategy um strategy outlet, like how has that changed from when you started to what it is now in the way that you view it? 
Uh, my strategy has definitely changed over the years. In the very beginning, I did like tons of freelancing. I would write for tons of different websites. I was a personal finance freelance writer for tons of websites. I also managed social media and stuff like that. And over the years, it's definitely changed. Um, I think it was around 2014 or 2015, I actually decided to fire all of my freelance clients. And that was so <laughs> that I could spend more time on my own business. Um, and it was super scary to do that because so much of my income was through freelancing for other people. And it's definitely what paid the bills. It's what allowed me to leave my day job that I disliked so that I could blog full time. But I just found myself really held back and I wasn't able to dedicate the time that I wanted to towards making sense of sense on the whole blogging business. Um, and so I just decided to fire off my clients. And about a month after that, I think I like doubled or tripled my monthly income. So it was like really quick after I made that drastic change to where I saw like a huge uh, jump in income all just from that one strategic change. Who knew firing your clients could increase your income? I love <laughs> it. I love it. What um, over the the course, uh, have you like when you look at the different stages of running, um, making sense of sense, how would you bucket each set of years? So maybe like the first two years was the learning years. And how has your business evolved in those different stages from when it started to where it's at now? Um, it's definitely evolved uh, pretty significantly. Like the one thing I just said, like fire my clients. But in the very beginning, like I had no idea what I was doing. Um, like I said, I didn't know what a blog was. I didn't really know that blogs could make money. But it all pretty much started when I found blogging income reports. And I was seeing how everyone else was making money and it definitely showed me that there was a way for me to make money online, to make money blogging. And it all just pretty much grew from there. Um, so and it took me about six months to make the first $100 for Making Sense of Sense. Um, and then it just casually grew from there. I started making money through sponsored articles, affiliate income, um, and stuff like that. And then two years after I started my blog, I actually left my day job to blog full time. And then about two years after that, I decided to create my first product. So at that point, I was four years in and I didn't actually have my own product at all. And I decided to launch Making Sense of Affiliate Marketing, which is an affiliate marketing course for bloggers. And it teaches like my exact affiliate marketing strategy. Um, I earn around $50,000 a month through affiliate marketing. Um, March, I think it was like a hundred and $60,000 from affiliate marketing. So it's definitely grown over the time. And that's what I teach in my affiliate marketing course. Um, so it's my strategy over the years and the way the business has developed has been great. And my goal for now is to continue to launch more products because right now I still just have that one. Mm. How have you evolved through the course of making sense of sense and running your business and growing it? Um, I've definitely evolved as well. Um, when I first started my day job or my blog, um, everything was completely different. Like just to think about how things were just about six years ago is so crazy to think about because I was living paycheck to paycheck. Um, we lived in a house back then. Now we travel full time. We've been traveling full time for um, several years now. We have no plans to stop. Um, I'm much more confident with money before money would definitely control my life. And today it definitely does not. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's definitely a lot of big changes. I feel like a completely different person, but still very similar for mm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> what, <laughs> what are some like routines? Well, actually, let me back up. Let me ask this question. So what is potentially a misconception people have about blogging or that they might visit your website and see this and think something, or what has been the trend that you hear from a lot of people that you encounter about blogging in today's world? 
Um, there's definitely a lot of different things that I hear. Um, since we travel full time, um, we get a lot of questions like, oh, you travel full time. Well, what do you do to make a living? Um, so, I mean, that's definitely a top question we receive. And I feel like blogging is so hard to explain to someone who doesn't blog or someone who doesn't read a blog. Um, so, I mean, some people think that blogs are like this online diary that I keep and I just like write in it every single day. And, um, it's like all for me, but no, it's actually, it helps like all my readers. I like to think of it more as like a self-help like magazine, which is what I usually tell people. But a lot of people don't really know what a blog is. So it's like really hard to explain. Um, some people think like there might not be that much work that goes into a blog. Whereas other people think that a blog is just way too much work and it's just way over their head. So, I mean, it all just depends on who you talk to. Mm-hmm. What are, when you look back and in your business as well I mean is there anything that you wish you would have done sooner that could have accelerated the growth that maybe you didn't take action on um yeah so there's definitely some things that I could have done in the very beginning and that was um so in the very beginning I started on free blogger and that was like a huge mistake because it's a free platform some people do well on Blogger, but uh, for me, it definitely held me back because I wasn't self-hosted, and I definitely think that different advertisers could definitely see that Making Sense of Sense was on Blogger or Blogspot and on a free platform. That definitely held me back because if you're on self-hosted WordPress, for example, um, it's your own website. You have complete control over it, um, and it just seems much more professional to be makingsenseofsense.com and own my own domain instead of being senseofsense.blogspot.com, which is what I was in the very beginning. And I definitely think that held me back. Um, I want to say it was about like nine months to a year after I started making Sense of Sense when I finally switched to being self-hosted on WordPress and things like drastically changed after that. And that was definitely one of my biggest mistakes I made in the very beginning. Mm, getting on the right platform. Did you know that you should have been on there or you just took it because it was free at the time? Um, it was just free and I didn't know what I was doing. Like I said in the earlier. Um, mm. I just thought like people were just on blogger and that's what a blog was. Um, I just never really gave a second thought towards it. Yeah. How has the operations of your business shifted since when you started to now? I mean, what types of different processes did you ha have you had to put in place? How have you had to think differently? Um, things really haven't changed too, too much. Um, much of my income is very passive through affiliate marketing and through my course. So, um, over the years, things really haven't changed too much for that reason. I mean, there are some big changes that I've made, such as I've hired like an editor, I have like a technical manager, and I also have like a virtual assistant. But over, for the most part, I'm still doing like the very same tasks and I'm still doing the very same things on making sense of sense. Mm. Have, have your goal, how have your goals changed? Um, I, I assume there's probably still a financial component, but have, they changed from when you first started to where it is now, or have you kept the goals consistent pretty much year over year? Um, the goals have definitely changed. So in the beginning, it was more about like making more income, increasing my subscribers and stuff like that. And today it's more about um, trying to find ways to make the business more passive, outsourcing more, um, and just having a better work-life balance in general. Yeah. So that the, the uh, follow-up question to that is how do you – structure your days? Do you have any sort of miracle morning or is it, how do you look at your days and how do you find alignment in them? 
Things definitely vary day to day, especially since we live full time in a boat. Um, we used to live full time in an RV um, just about a month or two ago. We switched to uh, living on a boat, a sailboat. Um, so right now the days are pretty hectic since we just moved on to our Lagoon 42 and everything's pretty much revolving around this like never ending list of boat chores. Um, mm. But before it would, the days would start out with like a nice long hike, um, exploring wherever we are and stuff like that. And eventually once, uh, we're used to boat life. It'll definitely be more normal like that again. Mm. What are three things that you would recommend to new business owners to do when they're just starting out? Um, I definitely think it depends on what type of business you have or that you're interested in. But if you are a new business owner or you're thinking about starting a business, my top tip would be to start it as a side hustle if you can. So many people have great business ideas, but they're afraid to take that leap to turning that into a full-time business. Mm. But if you start it out as a side hustle, you can uh, like learn the ways of the business reach out to your market, figure out if it's enough income that you could live off of, um, and really learn about the business while still having the comfort of having your day job income. So that just makes it a little less stressful. Um, number two for a new business would definitely be to network. Um, you should be attending conferences in your industry, uh, reach out to other people who are um, doing something similar to you and learn from them, attend the conferences and stuff like that. So many people see other bloggers or other people in their industry as competition, but instead I think that you should see other people in your industry as a uh, a way to learn and a way to improve what you're doing with your business. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love like blogging conferences such as like FinCon and stuff like that. Mm. Um, yeah. And then number three would be to start a website. So pretty much no matter what your business is these days, you probably want a website. Um, no matter what I'm about to buy or whatever service I'm thinking about signing up for, I almost always see if they have a website first. And if they don't have a website or if they don't have something where I can look up like their reviews or something like that, um, it's kind of off-putting because I wonder, well, why don't they have a website? Like it only takes a <laughs> second to put one up. Why wouldn't you have one? Yeah, it's so. a little questionable, especially in this day and age. You're like, well, wait, where's the website? Do they exist if there's no yeah. website? What is going on you exactly. mentioned you mentioned fincon are there any other um conferences you recommend people attending um i've actually only ever attended fincon i've attended it about five or six years and even though it's the only conference i've ever attended or blogging conferences conference that I've ever attended. I definitely think it's a really, really great one for anyone in the blogging space in general. Yes, it's for people in the financial media space, but they teach you so many different things. And there's so many uh, great people who are leading all the sessions that it's definitely really valuable. Awesome. Yeah, I've heard really good things about about FinCon and people really enjoy it. And it's really great for for networking as well. What is something that I know that you just said you moved to a sailboat and you used to live on an RV full time? Um, well, how are you structured? Have you changed the way that you structure the days and how you give up your time? Like that you look at your time differently over the since you started in business to where you are now? Um, I would definitely say I spend more time, uh, like enjoying wherever I am. Like before when we lived in a house, I probably just worked all the time. And that's because there was work was really all I ever enjoyed. And I still enjoy work, but like there wasn't really too much to do because we lived in our hometown and, um, uh, 
traveling just wasn't something that we were doing at the time. So now that we used to RV, now we live on a boat, traveling and exploring new places definitely takes up a bigger chunk of the day. Mm. I'm really curious, when you started out doing Making Sense of Sense and you publish your income reports and are very open about everything and especially with money, was there any sort of imposter syndrome in the beginning? Did you meet any resistance or was it just like full steam ahead for Michelle? Uh, it was mainly just full steam ahead for me, for sure. Um, I didn't have any problems with it at all. I really have always enjoyed making sense of sense. And it's definitely <laughs> grown pretty well uh, since I've started it. Yeah, I love it's such a great web domain, too. It's perfect. So, <laughs> Thank you. Well, let's dive. We'll kind of we'll transition into the rapid fire round. So these are meant to be super quick, super fast. What in your life is a non-negotiable? Um, probably internet or traveling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very, very important. What has been um, a very influential book for you? Um, sadly, I really don't read too many. I just read a ton of blogs. What's your favorite blog? My favorite blog? <laughs> so it all depends. Like I love uh, lots of like uh, financial independence blogs such as like Go Curry Cracker, Mr. Money Mustache, Our Next Life. And then travel blogs that I really love are like Gone with the Winds, um, travel YouTubers that I love are like SV Delos and stuff like that. So I really like a wide range of finance and travel and life. And I also love Natalie Bacon also. Yeah. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's awesome. And yeah. if you guys have not listened to her episode, you need to go back and listen to it. We'll tag it in the show notes as well. What is the best $100 or less purchase one can make in their business? Um, starting a website for sure. It can be so affordable, definitely less than $100. And then if you could wave a magic wand, what would be the next thing that you'd outsource in your business? Next thing that I'd outsource? That is tough. Um I'd probably just continue to outsource more virtual assistant tasks, like maybe like graphic design or something like that. Mm. What do you have a method or how do how do you find your VAs? Um, so like my VA right now is my sister, Alexis at financials.com. And she is just a really great blogger. So I pretty much just had her take over the tasks that I used to do. And since she's a blogger, she pretty much knows how everything goes. So it's really easy. Oh, that's very helpful. I love that. Uh, Michelle, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for giving us a bit of your time and energy today to come on the show. I really appreciate it. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you'd like to share with my audience? Um, there's nothing that I can think of. Uh, it was a really great podcast. Thank you for all the great questions. Yeah, thank you for coming on. And can you share with my listeners where they can find out more information about you? Yeah, um, if you want to read my personal finance website, that would definitely just be makingsenseofsense.com. If you want to check out my affiliate marketing course, that is makingsenseofaffiliatemarketing.com. And if you are just interested in like following my travels, uh, just head over to my Instagram account, which is uh, instagram.com slash Michelle Shro. Love it. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. For more information, check out SheDidItHerWay.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to leave me a review on iTunes and let me know what you think. Until next time, keep doing it your way.